And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. The World of Mitbits. Hello, everyone. I'm Stephanie Barty, your host, and I would like to welcome you to the World of Mitbits podcast. This is our winner's interview for the member of the month for the World of Myth magazine. Yay. And I'm here with my lovely <laughs> round of applause, round of applause. I'm here with my lovely co-host. Mike Lutz. How are you, everybody? It's Stephanie. You're supposed to speak there. <laughs> and tonight's guest, or this afternoon's guest, or whenever you decide to ingest this audio into your ears, whatever time of day it is, our guest at this moment is David K. Montoya, who was winner for issue number 58 for his story, Alice. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. How are you guys? Doing fantastic. It's been a long time since I talked to you, Dave. What's new? Yeah, it. I don't know. We have such a good report. It just seems like a couple hours. I don't know. It hasn't been. It, 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 it's probably been years, but it feels like hours. Yeah, definitely. I, yes. Steph? Absolutely. I feel like I every day <laughs> I don't know maybe it's a bad dream wow so <laughs> right in the feels right in the feels already wow can I get so a welcome new, to Misfit can I get a new uh, co-host Dave <laughs> you get a new uh, what I was gonna say I think contracts have already been signed god I think damn it uh, <laughs> Uh, it's a podcast. They can't see what you're doing. Yeah, I know, but he can. <laughs> I, no, I really can't because because of the split screen and where you're sitting, I can't see anything but your right shoulder. Ah, oh, damn, she moved. She's giving you the Canadian goose. Wow, oh. <laughs> that's anything like a Christmas. Okay, okay. Right. Let's get down to business. Oh, oh sorry. Okay. okay. I'm so- we're, we're, we're bantering too much. There's not enough focus on professionalism for the rookie podcaster. Oh, my bad. What do I know? Okay. So, now, before we get into anything serious and technical, shut up, Mike. <laughs> water tonight? Yeah, just water tonight. I know it is Whiskey Wednesday when we're recording this, but... Right now, it's just water. Tonight, later, it's probably going to be whiskey. So, I'm having a lovely cup of Earl Grey. Cause it's cold, so it's in my winter snowman cup. Earl Grey hot. That's my Jean-Luc Picard imitation. That. I'm going to explain the Earl Grey story on our podcast later. Oh, can we? Anyway. <laughs> so... Is there anything that you want, anything specific, Dave, that you want to tell us about your winning work, Alice? And I am, am I pronouncing that correctly? It is Alice. Yes, it is. It is David. Okay. It is David. He goes by David. David. (laughs) You know, the funny thing is, is I prefer to be called Dave. Wow. We are a very formal podcast. Canadians being polite. Look at her biting the shit out of her lip, trying not to laugh on camera. Oh, there she goes. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! And I got a snort. I snort. 
Anyways, Dave. Right, Dave. Ed. I'll sit here. I was going to say, you guys should be comfortable around me. No, no I, to be. I'm just going to sit here and be quiet and let Stephanie conduct her an interview. Please shut the hell up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, Dave. Come on, Dave. Steph, you already wasted four minutes. Let's go. <laughs> I quit. quit. I cannot work under these conditions. All right, so. I'll give you a raise. <laughs> I'll double you what you want me now. <laughs> awesome! <laughs> okay, so. Did you pull any outside inspiration from life while you were creating this piece? Now, I ask this because as I was reading it, I did recognize a lot of um, heart medication that you had used, like atropine and a couple of other things. So, Let's see. Where do I start? The, the concept of Alice was, originally it was supposed to be a horror story. It was supposed to be the idea that this uh, artificial intelligence was deadlocked, and the only way to fix the problem was to wake a human out of hypersleep. And once he's out of hypersleep, you can't go back. And he's still got, you know, a long time before he gets to the destination. So I needed to, I, I wanted to make it feel real. Um, I have a very extensive education in medication and nursing and especially in the heart. And I knew, um, from doing like CPR codes, what kind of medications that you have to apply and how much medications that you have to use in order to properly restart the heart. And I just kind of employed those that knowledge into the story to make it more of a real feel to it. So you what? you used your 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 real life experience with uh, the cardiac knowledge. Yes. If if you were to go to take, you know, you take that story or you just sit down and write down, you know, the, the medications that I use and the, the dosage for the approximate idea of how big the guy is and how much you weighed, you know, just even though he's a fictional character, you still got to have to have an idea of how big and how much he weighs to, to make it more realistic when using those drugs. You take it to a doctor or a nurse and they'll say, yeah, this is really how you do it. Right. Very interesting. Sometimes um, my story has depth. <laughs> no, I, I was I was just checking something back in the story. Um, what was your inspiration for Alice, the character? Because she is obviously not... For those who haven't read it, I suggest you go re read it. And if you haven't read it, plug your ears because there's going to be spoilers. Should there be um, spoilers? She's obviously artificial intelligence. She's obviously a computerized image. Right. She's but a she seems very Yes. So what was your inspiration for her? Because she seems so... She's got so much depth within the story, and she seems so very real. Was she modeled after somebody that you knew? No. It, in fact, she was completely organic, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> it was... Uh, and I, I totally... The whole acronym of Alice was a complete accident. And I was, like, playing around, well, 
how what can I do with the name? And I was like, well, it's it, it's artificial life intelligent system, I believe is what it is. It's been a while, but I believe that's what it is. And I'm yeah. like, oh, Alice. <laughs> and then instantly, it became a woman. So because in the original draft, it was like pre-draft, it was there was no sex to it. It was just you know a computer, almost like. Um, Jarvis. I mean, yes, Jarvis had a male voice, but there was no there was no male female connectivity to him. But except in once, once I realized it spelled Alice, I was like, down the rabbit hole we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, most people know who David K. Montoya is, but for those who don't, who are just tuning in, and for our, our new members. Um, have you enjoyed publications elsewhere, or was this something new for you? Uh, when was the first time I won <laughs> Member of the Month? Uh, it would be issue 56, I think. 55. No. That's when he won this one. He's He's been... 58 is when I won this one. This is 58. Give me a second. Yeah, but I want to say 2004 was like the first time I won a member of the month. Okay, so about four years ago. Yeah, and this, the, 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 twelve. Was twelve? Twelve. Twelve. Yeah. Well, when I first started the world of myth, people didn't like me. <laughs> no. What? <laughs> yeah. They, they, well, and I, I admit it, um, because I went from one medium to another, and I. I guess I have a rapport, rapport with with doing that. I'll, I'll get do something because I did the, the comic books, the independent comic books for a long time, and then I switched it to short stories. And, of course, the people that were following me were pissed off about doing that. And so the people that followed me from there just kind of followed along just to, you know, troll me. But it was before it was called trolling. <laughs> and um, that in switching mediums from comic book script to short stories is a big change because you write comic books in a, a, a form for the artist to understand what's happening in that panel. So you write in the present time. And of mm -hmm. course, when you write short story, novel form, you write in present tense. That yeah. was the biggest hurdle I had to get over. At the time, uh, the editor there, he was, bless him, because... I don't think I would have had patience like he did. <laughs> would, would you call that an, uh, an, an evolution of your writing, going from comic book script to short for uh, short story form? Let's see. I'm trying to think of how I can explain this without sounding so egotistical. <laughs> go for it. It's your show. I'll let it go. It's all about you, this show. It's always about me. Well, yeah, see? There you go. <laughs> Not really. Um... <laughs> The, one, the biggest reason I left doing comic books is because in a comic book, you need the writer, the penciler, the inker, the letterer, the editor, and then the editor-in-chief to make sure it all comes together. That's a lot of people just to produce one single 24-page story. Yeah. In a yeah. short story, it's just you and the editor. And that was like... I don't know. To me, it was more liberating. I was like, you know, I can do more, rely on less people, and submit the story that I maybe had for a comic idea as 
a short story and have the same gratification. Now, when but faster? No, sorry. Um, when would would it be would it be safe fair to say that it was more of a like an instant gratification that you get from writing a short story as opposed to trying to assemble a comic book because I kind of dipped my toe in movie making and I kind of came to a realization that I prefer the instant gratification and the feedback of writing a story as opposed to waiting for a movie to come out. Absolutely. And that, yes, especially as a creator and, and not just the writer, but as a creator itself, writing a short story is the quickest other than podcasting is the quickest way to reach self-gratification because yeah, as you know I, i've done the movie thing too i've done the comic thing i've you know I've, I've dipped my toes in a lot of different things and that's to me it's it's the quickest route yeah the finding um trying trying to build um the movie or the comic book or so other than like either this this format or short story format is just if, if there's too much time in between conception to fulfillment that's like yeah. the way i feel um i don't know about like writing a novel or anything like that but they said everything that i've ever done that i'm really really proud of is either been a podcast or a short story that goes into like the world of myth magazine. Absolutely. It's, um, I've been working on the, the end, which I'm hoping to have finished by the end of this year. Uh, I started writing that, I think in 2004, 2005 and I'm still not finished. So <laughs> it's, it's taken that long just to get through one big epic story, but it's still just one story. As to with, you know, um, like Alice, even though it was a, a bigger sized, excuse me, it was a bigger sized short story, I, I literally wrote the 5,000 word rough draft in one city. And by the time I was finished, I was, I was you know, very satisfied. And then I did something very odd that I usually don't ever do. I never, I never promote myself. I always try my best to promote others. And after rereading the first draft, I knew I had something special. And that's when I contacted you, you know, to put the whole thing up. Because normally it would be split in two. Yeah. But I wanted the whole thing placed in one story so it wouldn't lose the, the power behind the entire story. Yeah, because we've had to do that before with the some of the longer stories in the World of Myth magazine is splitting up and it does lose some of the impact if you have to wait a month to get the second half of a story but it's just the nature of the format of the magazine where we can't normally put a, a, a large tech large text block into the magazine yes that and a lot of people because I don't know if people know this or not, but I'm also the webmaster. What? I, you didn't know that? What? what? <laughs> I how, did, I did, I did. How many hats do you wear, <laughs> David K. Montoya? Oh my gosh. 
Well, let's put it this way. Since launching the JZO Modcast, I think I've had a total of 16 hours sleep. Oh. Total. A luxury. Good. A luxury. Heaven. So, <laughs> but you've mentioned. Go. What happened? No, Steph is got... jumping in. Oh, go ahead. You got to be quick, kid. I have a question. You got to be quick. Mr. Carter, I have a question. I'm um, a talker. You mentioned... <laughs> oh, there's that squeaky duck. I know. I'm. 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 I'm waiting for a pay raise from my boss so I can afford a chair that doesn't squeak. <laughs> See, I make double you, so I got a catch. Yeah. <laughs> I said, okay. Right so up. you've mentioned that you write. You write in comic books. Yes. And you write short story. Yes. And there's a rumor that you have something coming out soon. A compilation. Do you prefer writing in a specific genre, or have you branched out into different genres? Do you have one that's your favorite? Mm. That's a really good question. <laughs> Why, thank you. She's so proud of herself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, legitimately, it's a good question. It made me think. Um, Sorry. I like adventure stories so I think that's where I mean if you go to the magazine and you, you look at my page and as far as story wise I think I have more uh, action adventure stories than anything else I do I do like horror stories and you're going to laugh but sometimes I think I pull myself so deep into the darkness I creep myself out and I don't like that feeling <laughs> I still won't eat leftovers. I very rarely do fantasy. Uh, I tried it in the beginning, and that was just the fans tore me a new ass. I mean, it was just like, <laughs> they're like, no, 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 you suck. Go, Go back. Do something else. Go back. Try yeah. again. <laughs> <laughs> and then with the, the comedy humor section, that was actually all on accident because we were short a uh, a submission. Yeah. And I think it was Terry at the time and, and Terry was battling cancer and he was really struggling trying to be the editor of the magazine and, and keep up his health. And he's like, I can't do it, Dave. I can't sit down and write something funny. I'm just, there's no funny in me right now. And I was like, all right. Hold my beer. Let's see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so Terry, Terry D. Shearer, he like he's your writing mentor, right? Yes. So how did you two come together, and how did Terry ta did Terry take you under his wing almost immediately, or was there like a no? no. <laughs> um, for a long time, okay. Not only was he my writing mentor, he also taught me about, to, how do I say this? I, uh, I'm a, an EKG telemetry monitor technician, and I have a specialty in, in heart dysrhythmias. And before I learned all that, I mean, I had learned, gone to school, learned it, but I was working as a critical care technician, I did hands-on care with, you know, very sick patients. And I was 
reaching the end of that because of my my knees. I actually have really bad knees, and I needed a job. So I moved into the intensive care unit as a, a as a desk position, mm-hmm. and Terry was the monitor tech there. Oh, and okay. I remember he he looked at me, and he goes, "I'm Terry." I'm like, "Hey, I'm Dave." And he goes. You're awfully cheerful. <laughs> uh, you know. And mind you, I, I think I was like 20-something years old. And I, I said, uh, yeah, you know, I, I'm pretty upbeat. Fresh face, like, yeah. wet behind yeah. the ears. Yes. Oh, my God. I was so green. Shall <laughs> we say a turkey? <laughs> yes. Yes. And um, he taught me how to to be a monitor tech. And he was not nice about it at all. I mean, I remember I would go home to Lacey just so frustrated. You know, I'm going to quit. I'm going to go back to doing what, just patient care. I'm just going to, I can't do this. I'm just, you know, he had me so, and something in me, you know, I'm not a quitter. That's just my nature. And I just kept pushing and pushing and pushing. And then we, we kind of knew each other on the outs as writers Oh, okay. And he he was writing something, and I spotted it right away. And I read, like, the first sentence. He was handwriting it in a little notebook. Ah. And the, the structure ah. of the sentence, I knew, you know, because you, you can be a writer and not be able to write. Hmm. Yeah, I've seen some of that. And oh, yeah. just the first sentence that I saw him writing, I knew that he had the ability to write. And I'm like, that's an in right there, brother. You know, I, I, you know, I jumped in. I said, "Oh, so you're right, huh?" And he was like, "Yeah, I write." <laughs> I'm like, okay. This isn't going to be easy. You're going to make me pry this shit out, okay? And um, within uh, the period of that 12-hour shift, that's what we talked about was writing. And two days later, he handed me. The story, which was, oh God, Between the Moon and Mars, which is, to this day, the best Terry D. Shear story ever written. And he's like, here, read this. Yeah. And when he, when, whenever a writer submits themselves to somebody else to be read, oh. I, knew some, I knew something happened. Yeah, you're you're pretty much standing there naked in front of the person, going, "Judge me," and yeah, that's, that's handing them the knife to stab you with if they don't like it. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and uh, I read it, and I was like, "This would make a great comic book." And I was like, "Man, I wish I could do something like that." And then this little voice in the back of my head that pops up now every now and then said, "Well, go do it." I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I went to him. I literally went to him. I said, I have no formal training in writing other than comic book writing. I don't know how to write a short story. Show me. And that was ever since then, yeah. He literally, he taught me how to pace, the structure, everything to do with writing as far as short stories, novels, novellas, he taught me. Awesome. Painstakingly. Awesome. 
Now, you say you had no formal training, but you pretty much had life training. You'd been writing comic books since you were, like, what, nine? Thirteen. Thirteen. Sorry, thirteen. So you had life experience. Um, it's interesting because I'm, I'm about to tell you the story, but I don't think I've actually ever said it verbally. I've always written it down. And it was when when I was younger... I couldn't read. I mean, legitimately could not read. I had like a, a third grade reading level and just not, I was not a studious uh, kid. And on my, my 13th birthday, my aunt gave me these stack of comic books and they sat in a, in a corner for like six months. And then I started looking at them because I've always been fascinated with art. And it was mm-hmm. Jim Lee X Men art. Oh, and I, that's, yeah, that's and a, I, I know that. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say Jim Lee is a great gateway drug to comic books. Yes, and so I decided to take one of the comic books, and I was just looking to the pictures, and I did this for at least another month until I decided that I wanted to know what the actual story was. So I was, I started from that point. I started trying to read. And I remember, again, I was just a teenager, and I'd go and ask my parents, you know, what was this word? And they were like, here's a dictionary. Look it up. That's the best so thing you could have did. Yep. I, I actually still, to this day, it's in my storage. I have the dictionary. Nice. And it's uh, a dictionary. They gave me the dictionary. I had a highlighter from school, and I highlighted the word every time I looked it up. <laughs> and many, many, many words are highlighted in the dictionary. I was going to say, is your dictionary yellow? Okay. <laughs> and then I, I started being engrossed in reading for the first time in my life because it was a world of fantasy and action, which I've always been drawn to, and romance and, and just everything. That, that's why at almost you know, 41 and a half years old, I'm still knees deep into the X-Men lore is because I love that. I love that brand. Yeah, and love that storytelling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Wolverine way. What's that? I'm sorry, you cut out. Steph, you were me or him? You, Steph. Oh, you said X Men. I said Wolverine all the way. Oh, too bad you can't wear. You can't see the shirt I'm wearing. <laughs> Are you wearing the Wolverine? I am wearing a Wolverine shirt. Yes, I. <laughs> I can attest to this because. Back when Dave and I talked last, like years ago, he was wearing that shirt. So, <laughs> so now that we've talked about your writing and your career in writing and all the wonderful things in writing that you have done, Mike had mentioned earlier about all the different hats that you wear. So, what do you do when you're not writing? <laughs> When isn't he writing? Or is, is there actually a time you're not writing? Oh, absolutely. Actually, I know. <laughs> when I'm not writing, I'm podcasting. Yeah, that's true, too. And when I'm not podcasting, I'm usually doing HTML work for one of the websites. And then when I'm not doing that, I'm running after my three kids. <laughs> uh... Uh, that's pretty much it. 
pretty much my life. I mean, I, I suggest teaching one of your kids HTML and putting them to work on the websites, freeing you up a little bit. You know, in, in all seriousness, Jay, um, the the oldest, yep. he knows he knows it better than I do. He really does. Oh, wow! In fact, he knows a lot of stuff as far as technical wise that I have to go ask him about. Oh, okay. <laughs> but but even bribing him, like I'll buy you a new whatever if you do this for me. He's like, nah. Like, I literally, since the <laughs> relaunch of the World of Myth, I have been asking him, because he knows how to make apps, phone apps. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because he has a phone app for his, he, for some reason, he has this crazy idea of, of wanting to run his own business. I don't know where he got it from. I have so, not a clue. <laughs> so, he has his little business, and he has a, a phone app for it. I'm like, son, you've got to make me an app. He's like, nah, I'm too busy. I'm like, I'll buy you whatever you want. You know, he's like, nah, I'm good. I'm busy, old man. <laughs> Do your own thing. You might have to actually put him on the payroll. <laughs> I don't know if that would work. <laughs> but, uh, but to answer your question, without digression, uh, when I'm not doing something okay, business, with I may watch TV. Uh, very unlikely. And if I'm not, then I'm with my kids. And then if there's any time left in the day, then I sleep. Sleep. <laughs> then you sleep. Sleep. The, uh, um, oh, we, we know for... Go ahead. We have, proof that he, we have proof he doesn't sleep. I know. I know. Listen, listen when, I, when I fall asleep at midnight... I said, you two are still babbling on. I wake up the next morning, and there's like 50 messages waiting for me. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> you two shut up. Uh, you know. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that we just continue talking in the group chat. <laughs> <laughs> you know, last night was one of the best things that happened to me since starting, you know, restarting the network is um, I found out that you can – schedule posts on Facebook and Twitter. So that means I don't have to stay up until midnight to send out these tweets or posts. It automatically does it. And I was like, I get to go to bed early. <laughs> <laughs> and you can set it for uh, Eastern Standard Time, too, so you don't even have to stay up all that late, either. That's true. Um, I, I'm still... Staying with the California time, I was you know we talked about going to Eastern Standard Time, but that's, so we'll get it at three a.m. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. you should have. It, it was it was painful watching those two do the math. It was <laughs> just like ugh. I I can't even remember the last time I saw three a.m. and I. I'm kind of glad I don't have to see it. Two days ago, I saw 3 a.m. Two days ago, it was not pretty. No, nothing good about 3 a.m. Well, the kids have gone back to school, so I will not. Yeah, I I, one o'clock in the morning my time is as late as I can go. Yeah, melatonin's uh, a a beautiful thing. 
I've been drink, uh, taking melatonin, and it's been knocking me out. So I've been actually sleeping. So good times. Yeah, but you're also, I said, pounding back those energy drinks. And they said that can't be good for you either, man. Look at me giving advice. See, once, once I hit once I hit forty, I had to cut out all caffeine after twelve o'clock in the afternoon, or I didn't sleep. You are there, Dave. <laughs> Listen to your elders, Dave. <laughs> we are old for a reason. <laughs> we have fought off many a cave bear to make it to this part of uh, our age. We're old because we preserved ourselves well in the 80s (laughs) and the 90s. I I reflect back on the comment about the 90s. That's an interesting (laughs) listeners. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's about right. (laughs) So... The only comment my husband husband has for the 90s is, I don't remember. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a lot. (laughs) There's nothing to remember about the 90s. You said that's when... Yeah, me- well, was well, music was still good. It hadn't gone to gone downhill yet, but it, it was still still pretty good. And that's it. That's all I got. Now, okay, we'll, we'll, let, let's circle this back to Dave's literary talents. What do you have on the... Uh, the back burner or the front burner that uh, you can tell us about? Uh, let's see. World of Myth-wise? Sure. Hi, Zoe. Yeah. <laughs> Zoe. <laughs> She's playing. Um, if, if you guys are new and you haven't checked me out, um, I do a monthly serial that's action suspense. It's a murder mystery through the eyes of madness. And... If you haven't noticed, and it is purposely done this way... To drive me crazy. It starts... It's... Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it starts off almost... The whole setting is very light. If you think about the very first story about the, the diner, it's very light. It's very neon-esque. And as we're moving in, it's getting darker and darker and darker it's purposely and um it's it's my rendition and i I, the way i've explained it is it's modern day jack the ripper meets the movie seven yes yes that's exactly the feel i was getting when i was reading it and both of those movies i'm not sadistic by the way, I just feel like I need to throw that out for anybody that reads that. <laughs> I just have a really good imagination. Well, better uh, out than in. That's what I say about a lot of things. And if you're writing it out, you're not internalizing it until it blows up and you become a news story. Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and drop the big one. <gasps> oh, a scoop. Even though I, I've, uh, I did, well, I mentioned it a few months ago on the commentary, is that... Um, you know, we're coming out with an adult gnome toy action figure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, accompanying that is going to be a brand new story. I'm completely rebooting the adult gnome legend, and I, I finished it. I think it was Monday. I had finished the brand new story, 
And now I'm trying to find... I, I mentioned my aunt earlier in the episode. She was my very first editor. And I'm, I'm doing my best to try to bring her back into the fold. I want her back in with Dark Myth Comics, and I want her to edit that story. Oh, the circle starts mm. to close. Yeah. So, that's... Uh, that must be like full circle. Yeah, yeah. I, I just... I... It's been a long time coming, and I, I think that we, we try to build a bond again. It's been, it's been a long time. You are awesome yeah. You are very family oriented when it comes to your the businesses that you have under your belt right now. Because it it seems like like when I talk to you, you're always talking about involving your brother, your sister, your aunt, or a brother in law. Somebody. It's very family oriented, and I find that kind of odd for a lot of bit like for a business like this to be that family tight now is this a very uh purposeful thing that you've done um <laughs> with with randy and i I've, randy's my brother um i've always told him i've always seen potential so that's why rebecca my sister i i raised and I taught her how to write. I taught her how to draw. I taught her, you know, all of the creativity that she portrays in the world of myth is directly inspired from my teachings. So she, I, I see her as almost my kid and my sister. And I know yeah. you guys, you guys probably will be surprised by what I'm about to say, but I'm, I'm really pushy and I'm really. I'm good at convincing people at doing things. <laughs> I seriously hadn't noticed. No. Not at all. <laughs> so I see I see somebody that has a talent and I have an opening and my family is very talented. And like for Rebecca, I'm like, Rebecca, you're doing this. <laughs> or Randy, you're doing this. And then, and I'm trying to do that with my aunt, but my aunt's like not picking up the phone. So, ah, as soon as she picks up the phone, I got her though. <laughs> <laughs> so that's how you avoid it. Oh. <laughs> yeah, because apparently sleeping doesn't work. No, sleeping no. doesn't work. No, no, not that. Yeah, if that's you, not an excuse of no. No, see, if, yeah, you, if you leave a, a, an open source of communication. The world of myth is going to get shoved into it, so <laughs> there's a tagline for you: "The world of myth will shove ourselves into you." Of script. Well, okay, start winging it. <laughs> You're supposed to read that, you dork. I did read it. I said, I "That's said, okay. I, I can cut this out in post." <laughs> okay, good. Because the script is very short, and we're out of questions. No. Well, the original concept was it was only supposed to be like five, ten minute show before it turned into a podcast. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, we're at 41 right now, so we may as well kill four more. I'm worried about sticking to the script and, and, and you know, go and buy the book and. 
And y'all are fucking with me. This is the wild. Take that out. This is <laughs> the wild west of pop culture. You said podcasting. There, <laughs> there are no rules. There are no rules. No, you said the, the only rule that matters is the dude that throws a check your way, and if he says you don't do this, you don't do that. And it's simple Hold on. that. I need to write that down. No, you don't. You great. need to cut that Hold out. On. That's that's not going into the show. No, wild the wild west of pop culture. If that's not a, a good name for a story, I don't know what is. <laughs> that is now. That is. That's mine. That's copyrighted. I've said that. That's mine. All mine. My no, mine. No, mine. No, no. Nope, Dave already scooped it before you said that. I, no, 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 no. I, I, have said, I have an audio record right here. If anybody, <laughs> I'm like you said it, but you didn't. I I literally have. I, okay, I literally have the only copy of that right now. <laughs> and I have the ability to put that out under my titles, under my my sources. That way. It is mine, and I'm cutting y'all out. I am now. I am now open. I am now open for apologies from the both of you. Sorry, eh? <laughs> if I had a cricket button, you'd be hearing cricket. See, Dave just won the internet, and you didn't. Because did you hear what he said, Dave? Yeah, sorry, Dave. Yeah. So <laughs> when when I talked to Dave years and years ago, the first thing out of my mouth was, "How's she going, eh?" And that was how we started our conversation. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, it actually is really funny how many times we really do use that word. <laughs> it it's a connector. It's a question mark. It's an exclamation point. It's better than um. Better than um. Yes, and like I said it's distinctly regional. And you, if you hear somebody say a, they're either a, a one a Canadian, you're Canadian, or b somebody trying to imitate a Canadian, which is usually yeah. an American. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, a Canadian can slip it in there, and it sounds like it's completely part of the conversation. Whereas when somebody else attempts to do it, you can tell they're tacking it on. I get that. I mean, come on, eh? But Dave, <laughs> Dave is steep enough with um, talking to me and He's Rob and Jason. No, well, okay, it, like Dave, Dave has had almost four years of uh, intense, intensive Canadian training by talking with. <laughs> With the Madhouse crew and me and all these, uh, all, any, any other Canadian that he gets. So he's almost. We need he's to send him ingredients. Almost. Almost an honorary Canadian. Almost. 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 He's, he's getting there. He's getting there. Once he smooths out, I can, I can tell when Dave is trying to drop an A into something because he punches it real hard <laughs> as he's uh, trying to get it in there. So. <laughs> He, I was gonna say, wait until you guys hear me with, and uh, Stephanie is giving me crap about sounding like uh, Californian. Wait until you guys hear me talk to uh, 
a, a guest on my my next show because when I talk to him, it's bro. <laughs> bro. Oh. At least it's bro and not bra. Hey, bra. You know, like that just makes me twitch. No, I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> but but you can use it, Dave, bra, because you're a, a weightlifter. So that is in the culture that you're in. So when somebody walks up in your bench, what do you lift, bro? And you're allowed to do that. Okay, I'll take it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> See, we're just we're expanding culture exponentially, whether it wants it or not. Well, so, it's, the wild, it's the Wild West, remember? Exactly. The Wild West of pop culture. There you go. I'm going to put that on a t-shirt. Nobody steal it. Does that make me May West? Sure. You'd be May Northwest. I want to be Annie Oakley. I want to be the Annie Oakley of the Wild West of Pop Culture. Pop for that. Never mind. <laughs> if you can I'm, say I'm, I'm more like Elmer Fudd. Well, there you go. That would work. Poor Mike. He was just saying not too long ago that he, he doesn't want to edit, but he's going to have to go through and do so much editing to this show. Not going to happen. <laughs> Not going to happen. He loves the organic feel. Yeah. He said it's the like the mud in between your fingers. <laughs> Squish it. Ooh. They can't see your hands. No, He's I'm just... telling you that. I'm, 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 I'm channeling my inner French Canadian by <laughs> by speaking with my hands. I, nobody can see but me. But. Or your inner Italian. Hey. How's that? All right. <laughs> we got to wrap this up. Because we're now babbling and rambling. So Well, it's always fun to sit and talk it is. to friends. It is. It, Dave, we should do this more than a couple of years apart the next time uh, we sit and talk with each other. Well, if I'm lucky enough, I might actually win another member of the month and, and we could do it again. If you only knew somebody that had that kind of control. Hmm. I know. That's that's the trick. It's not what you know; it's who you know. There's your lesson for the day, kids. It really is. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. All right. So, Steph, get us out of here. All right, gang. That's it from me, Stephanie Barty, and, and my co-host Mike Lutz. Aren't you going to outro and Dave? our illustrious? Would you shush and let me finish? <laughs> Our illustrious, fearless leader and member of the month winner, David K. Montoya. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Dave. It was a pleasure. Uh, I I had a blast. Thank you for having me. We'll try and have you again. Great to have you here. And we will see you next time right here on the World of Misfits podcast. Bye. The world of myth bits.